You're listening to WP Radio. I'm your host, Terry Doherty, and this is an OIAA podcast. On today's episode, we uh, interview incoming president Mike McLeod of the OIAA, and we talk to him about everything from his childhood to his incoming presidency and all the events that are coming on this year. And uh, it was a great podcast, so please sit back and enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to uh, year two of WP Radio. We want to thank everybody that supported us and helped us out in year one. We're looking forward to another great year with WP Radio. So, guys, sit back, relax, enjoy the content. And if you have any questions, concerns, or have any advertising or things you'd like to hear on WP Radio, please reach out to myself at uh, terry at oiaa.com and uh, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to WP Radio, uh, everyone, and it's our first episode of 2018-2019 season, and uh, we have on our incoming president, Mr. Michael McLeod. Uh, Michael, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. Well, I have to say thank you to you and Kieran for producing this, but more than that, for being pleasantly persistent in, uh, in quartering me to actually do this, so... Thank you very much. You guys put out a great, um, great product, and uh, I really enjoy all the WP segments that you've done so far. So, well, thanks thank- for having. No problem. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for indulging us today, um, Mike. I I read your article about fortuitous and all the things, and I looked at some of your pictures from when you're a little guy, right up to you know your family and everything. And and if you don't mind, let's kind of go right back to the beginning and uh, talk about you and your family. So just tell everybody a little bit about your family, where you're from. I, I see you got a couple of brothers. So just kind of give everybody a little background about yourself, because I, it, to be totally honest, up until recently, I didn't even know you were married with kids. You're a pretty quiet guy. Well, you know what? My sisters may be a little disappointed to hear that you think that they're brothers, but oh, I'm sorry. My mother, my mother gave us all the same bowl cut back then, so I, I can see how you'd uh, you'd come to that conclusion. <laughs> oh my God! I yeah. have two sisters. Oh, they and uh, oh. I'm a middle I'm a middle child, so uh, we we grew up keeping my little sister between the two lines in the middle part of our back seat, and um, yeah, so. I grew up, we moved around a little bit. Um, I was born in Toronto at uh, Lapsley Street, North York General. We lived in Ontario. My dad uh, had a few promotions through the years that took us to Quebec. And uh, we also spent a few years out in New Brunswick before we ended up back in Ontario. Uh, I did high school and um, post-secondary in Ontario. I've been here ever since, uh, with the exception of a few excursions here and there to uh, I live in Whistler, B.C., and be a bit of a ski bum for a little while. In, in East Africa? Oh, that was, yeah, years ago I, I went on a, a kind of a bit of a backpacking adventure for two months or so, and we ended up in like five or six different countries in, in East Africa. My wife uh, and her sister were also traveling, so I met up with them in, in East Africa, and uh, yeah, it, was, it was quite a tour. Now, this is your wife that you're married to. Were you married to her then? We were not. We were not married then. I was uh, probably still in the courting phase. And, um, yeah, little did we know we'd be sitting here. Uh, tomorrow is actually our 18th wedding anniversary. So That's we have um, our daughter's 13th birthday today. Wow. And our other daughter is uh, 8 years old, and we've been married uh, 18 years that's fantastic. Tomorrow, so. 
Well, congratulations. We're, yeah, we're actually traveling out to the uh, to the Rims Conference in Newfoundland tomorrow together, and uh, we will be celebrating our anniversary on the Rock. Yeah, I actually heard a little bit about that when I was at the uh, kickoff, and I was a little jealous to hear how much fun this Rims Conference is. So, um, yeah, that's great. Nice way to spend to, uh, your anniversary is out in Newfoundland for sure. Tell us how you got into insurance. Well, I mean, if, if you've read that uh, article, which I uh, hastily penned, um, it really was by accident. I mean, I didn't grow up wanting to be a fireman or a policeman or an insurance adjuster, but um, kind of what happened, I just, just fell into it. I was reading a, a newspaper article. Um, it had a position for a bilingual adjuster trainee. And my mother, who was in insurance, uh, she worked at Economical at the time, and I saw the word insurance, and I said, Mom, do you know what a, a bilingual adjuster trainee is? And all I know is that you probably have to speak English and French. And she said an adjuster has a job with investigation and uh, probably get to meet a lot of people. It's probably something you'd like. So I applied for the position and uh, know what I was getting myself into and certainly didn't think it would become a career. But at the time, I had been doing some traveling and uh, I don't think I had a, more than a couple of pennies to rub together. So I needed a job and that's uh, that's the one I literally fell into and it was with Crawford and Company and they were kind enough to give me a start as a bilingual adjuster trainee and that's really translated into a uh, call center agent job and uh, ended up being one of the best things that uh, that ever happened to me career-wise. Well I gotta ask you do you even speak French? I do speak French yeah yeah I took French immersion and um, that was kind of what I guess gave me the advantage to get that first role because it was a bilingual role in a, in a claim service center and a sort of a first notice of law center. So we, we had a national call center and, you know, anything would come in at all hours. And it was, uh, it was an interesting role that just completely opened my eyes to what was out there before. I had no idea, you know, really what, uh, what an adjuster did or what, what really a claim was, but we got exposed to, to everything up there. Now, have you always been with Crawford then from day one? You know what I have. They've they've been uh, they've been great to me, and I've had a lot of good opportunities that have, have come out of that um, that opportunity that, that started in the call center. Uh, having said that, though, I've worked in house at a lot of different insurers for Crawford, um, you know, to cover desks and and to help out as as needed. But uh, yeah, that has been my. Um, it has been my stomping grounds for the last 20 years. I just celebrated my 20th anniversary. I have no idea where that time went. But as of August 28th, um, it's been 20 years with Crawford, and they've been, uh, they've been very fair to me. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like a blink of an eye. I'm going to be celebrating my 25th year with my company coming up this year. So wow. it's crazy. Wow. And it Congrats. just, you know. Congrats. You just... I, I think in today's in today's day and age that is it is something to celebrate and it uh, it also speaks volumes about our employers and, uh, and some of the chances and opportunities they've uh, they've given us. Now, let's let's talk about your your rise in Crawford. You're now um, what's your title now? You're no longer an intake telephone adjuster. What do you do there? No, 
it's uh, some days I, I am still, uh, you know, taking down first notice of loss, which is perfectly fine with me. But, uh, yeah, right now I look after the, um, the southwestern Ontario hub of field offices for Crawford & Company. So I've got a few offices that um, look after. So Waterloo, Brantford, London, Sarnia, and Windsor uh, fall under my uh, territory. And, um, yeah, I, I make my way around the... The region as much as I can, and uh, probably not as often as I should. But um, no, I have a, a bunch of great people that I work with in, in all of those different offices. So we do everything from uh, from soup to nuts, so to speak. Well, there's something to Telephone, be said about that, though. That's true, right? Like you, whatever comes, whatever comes in the door. That's, I mean, any of the branches that I've worked in, it was always an expectation. Uh, to do whatever came in the door and and i you know i always specialized in accident benefits but i carried the pager did property and, and casualty claims and got licenses and all lines adjuster but that was out of necessity you just you know you did whatever came in the door and uh, you know your specialty was was on the side and um and that's that's kind of the way i like to uh, to work with people now it's i don't think anybody should be really pigeonholed that uh no, no, and, and and even more to that though, Mike. It's it's the fact that you know if you stay with your company long enough, doors and opportunities open, and you can come from being the telephone adjuster. I started pushing a mail cart, right? So that was a, a a kind of a fall winter job before the snow fell, and then I started doing that part time, and then you know you progressively move. So I mean, it's it's just kind of crazy where things take you if you're persistent and you do a good job, right? Well, yeah, absolutely, and I think it gives you an appreciation for the entire organization and, and the role that every single person plays because, you know, every, everybody does their part, and, and there's people that, that don't get enough credit for the parts they do, and, um, you know, I think when you when you start doing some of those entry-level roles, um, you know, they, they might be humble beginnings, but it, it gives you an appreciation down the line and you do progress um, you know, from those roles, you don't forget where you came from, nor should you. No, not at all. I mean, I, I truly believe everybody plays a real role in uh, in handling of a claim from the intake person right to the person that settles it and gets the release at the end. I mean, everybody's got an important role to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Mike, let's talk about... Um, your presidency, uh, and then we're going to jump back to your family because they're most important. So we're going to finish off with them. But let's talk about. Sure. But your presidency this year, we're talking. Um, you you've got some some really interesting stuff. Uh, future now is your is kind of our slogan for this year. So t- tell us about that. Where did that come up with? Where where'd you come up with sure. that? Sure. Well, you know the future now concept or theme for this year is really about. Uh, the fact that I'm not sure that everybody is fully aware that the future that we've been talking about for the last number of years is actually already here. Uh, I can't I can't remember how many cyber seminars I've been to, but um, you know those claims are happening now, and uh, and the demographic shift that we've been talking about with you know with the older generation, uh, the wealth of the knowledge in our industry, they're starting to retire now, and. And we've been talking about that for years, but it's it's happening. 
the the integration of you know, artificial intelligence uh, is is prevalent now. A lot of companies have bots that are doing administrative tasks and, and processing for them. Uh, the you know the, the times are changing, so to speak, but they're already changing. This isn't um, you know this isn't a, a futuristic concept. This is you know this is is a, is a great time to be alive. It's it's pretty exciting. The innovation is just growing exponentially and uh, whatever sector you look at uh, things are changing and it's it's happening now and I think we tend to to keep talking about the future but it, it really is in our day-to-day lives now um, you know you look at even even the mobile devices that a few years ago you know my phone was for, for making calls out on claims and now I could pretty much work exclusively off my phone, my personal device. So it's, it's, it's amazing what we could do with, uh, with technology now. So really that, that theme was born out of, I, I guess, that um, frame of reference. And what we're going to try to do this year is just tie in some of those concepts and some speakers that, that uh, will give us a bit of perspective with current claims handling scenarios on, on some cyber threats, um, data breaches and, and such. Uh, we hope to get a panel together for the January Claims Conference uh, to talk about the integration of artificial intelligence and, and what does that mean for us and, and how is that changing the landscape. Uh, and then all of the peripheral um, seminars will we'll bring in a few other speakers that they kind of tie into that future concept. Yeah, I mean, I... I just when you were sitting talking about it, I was just thinking about my claims and how I've the handling of my claims have completely changed. I've got an engineering firm, and I won't say who they are, and they'll know who they are when they listen to this podcast, that when I get out on a site, the first thing they do is put a drone in the air for me so I can actually see it from an aerial view, an overview of my claim. I mean, to think five years ago, you, you weren't doing that. I know I wasn't. But, I mean, it's just changed so differently that I've got a fire loss on a second story and it's not safe to get up there or get a ladder up there. I can put a drone up three, five feet above it and look down into that area. It's, it's unbelievable. Yep. Now, we've sent, uh, sent a few, uh, few of our folks to uh, basically a commercial pilot ground school. Uh, the, the regulations are, are overwhelming, uh, but these folks did about 40 hours of online training and then uh, in-person training before they even got to touch um, touch the actual drone let alone fly it uh, but but navigating those you know that that changing landscape is important if if we want to use and employ some of this technology day to day in the industry uh, we have to learn it and uh, and unfortunately navigate some of the, the restrictions and regulations so uh, drones are a perfect example of what uh, what that theme is all about. Yeah, data recorders. It's a, it's, a, it's a game changer. Oh, absolutely. And the data recorders that downloads from the vehicles and just the information that, you know, what they used to give you, but now what they can give you if you have the right information or the tools to take it off. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. Well, and, and Terry, we're so fortunate that uh, the Ontario Insurance Adjusters have so many amazing vendor partners. We have so many people that support us. Uh, you know, our membership aside, the wealth of knowledge there, but some of the experts in the industry, you know, the best of the best are, are out there and are, are more than willing uh, to work with us at providing 
articles and speaking and, uh, and providing you know, all kinds of information. Um, you know, we are we are very fortunate. It's nice that as, a, as an association, we can we can share some of that knowledge with uh, with our membership and um, and our vendor partners. So I think we're in a in a pretty good position to take that future now concept and uh, and reach out to to those people that we work with all the time and uh, and have them help us share that uh, that message. Yeah, and I got to owe a lot of gratitude to being a member of the OIAA. So for people that are listening that that aren't members or or really don't use it. I've got to tell you, since I became a member and just started attending events, uh, getting to know the vendor partners and being able to just call them and ask them for a little bit of information, I call it the, you know, the $2 opinion and, uh, them just, you know, taking the time to talk to me because they've gotten to know me and, uh, know that I'm actually calling because I do need some help and they're always willing to help. I, I, I just love being a part of the association. It's, it's really kind of opened up those, those extra areas that I didn't, have access or know I had access to. Yeah, I mean, w- without turning this into a shameless plug, I can remember, and it's funny you say that you you kind of, um, you know, it, it opened your your network a little bit. But you know, there was a time where I, I had been to a few OAA meetings in my local chapter in Kitchener Waterloo, and uh, I didn't really use it regularly. I didn't. I wasn't really a part of the network. I had attended a few meetings, but. There was a day when my, my manager at the time pulled myself and another person aside and said, I need you to go to these meetings and, uh, and be a, a director, run a couple of their meetings. And I, I showed up and little did I know they were, they really needed some volunteers for their association. I didn't know I was getting into being on an executive council of, of an OAA chapter, but I ended up, um, becoming part of the executive council that day and, uh, and, I was voluntold, but it's it's one of the best things that uh, that happened to me because, like you, it just it opened my eyes to a whole other network, and I I have met so many people, so many amazing people, so many talented people, and so many fun people uh, that it, it really has helped me. I would say develop professionally, uh, but to grow a network of peers that I can, like you said talk to and, and get some opinions from, bounce things off, um, and have a lot of fun with, you know, the, the amount of friends that I've built. I can't imagine if I hadn't been told to, to be on the local chapter, I certainly wouldn't be sitting on a, uh, on a podcast with you today. So well, um, it's, it's been amazing. And I hope, I hope some other people have had a similar experience. And, um, you know, we certainly talk to people all the time. If you know somebody that hasn't been out to a meeting, uh, with the OIAA or has any interest in any of our seminars, bring them out and, uh, and, and hopefully they can become a part of this family. Yeah, I, I actually, it is very family oriented for sure, but I, I truly do believe I'm a better adjuster for it. Good. Now, I hope I didn't make it sound like a cult. <laughs> no, there's no <laughs> juice or anything. We're good. No, we're good. No. Hey everyone. I just want to let you know about our new portion of WP, um, it's WP Digital. If you get a chance, go to our YouTube channel. Just type in WP Digital and take a look at some of our content. We were going to have all of our videos. We're going to be doing two to three a month, as well as you'll be able to listen to your podcasts right off the digital channel. So uh, go back, enjoy, and there's some great videos for you to take a look at. Most of all, our September kickoff at the Ripley's Aquarium. A little intro video for you there.
Thank you. So let's uh, let let's talk a little bit about. Uh, we've had our kickoff. It was a great success. It was a total sellout. I know there was a waiting list. It was unbelievable, um, and I had a fantastic time. Um, what about yourself? How did you enjoy the kickoff at the aquarium this year? Well, you know what, I, I I couldn't have been happier. I just, you know, I was standing talking to someone. I looked over my left shoulder and I saw this massive reef shark swimming just just below the surface. And I thought I better watch my step here and I'll fall in. Um, but the you know the venue is just spectacular. It's it's really an amazing place. Um, I've been there once before, and it was on a holiday. And I, I, I didn't mean to say it, but I said to somebody, the last time I was here, they had us packed in like sardines. And, uh, but don't bum, right? Yeah. It, it, is, it is a spectacular place. But the difference this time around was we had the place to ourselves. And to be able to wander through that facility uh, is incredible. And, and to have a, an event like that to start off the year um, with some, some amazing people selling the, the place out and uh, great food and great conversation the only thing i couldn't understand is how we went through three or four hours so quickly it, it, it was amazing so yeah time did really, really appreciate everybody that came out and uh, if, if that's any indication of what the the term or the year is going to be like then uh, I, i'm i'm very excited for what else we have coming up yeah time really did fly on uh, on wednesday night now let's talk about our upcoming events too then so we've got past presidents night that's coming up on october the 10th and then uh so talk about that i, I mean it's it's an so, event yeah you know what it, it's um it's one of those things that you know i've been to a lot of past presidents nights but this one will be be a little different um someone said to me once and it was a past president I saw them at a past president's night, and they said the best part about being the OIAA president is this night, because it means that at least once a year for the rest of my life, I get to come and spend time with the people that I, I worked so hard with all these years in the association. So some of the, the true friends that I've developed, I get to see them at least once a year. So, you know, that, that kind of struck me as odd uh, at the time, but now... You know, coming into it and, and knowing that, um, you know, that some of the people that I've seen and, and have been my mentors in this association, um, I don't see them every day now, but I will see them at that event every year. So I think for the past presidents, um, it is obviously a nod to, to everything they've given to the volunteer organization through the years. And, and we're talking, you know, 80, 80 plus years um, so there's there's some amazing people there that have, have given a lot to the association, and it's it's going to be exciting. So October 10th, we've got um, we've got them all coming in from all over the province, and, uh, and it should be a great night uh, with an illusionist and a good time to catch up. and uh, And there's usually a an amazing amount of knowledge in that room. There's some great people that have come through that uh, that organization. Yeah, and it's pretty amazing, and it's funny that you say in the 80th, you're actually the 88th president of the association. And eight happens to be my favorite number, Terry, so. Oh, that's really good. Perfect. Double eight. <laughs> All right, so we've got that, and we've got the past presents. It's in October, and then we've got our Christmas due. Um, and uh, it's it's a Christmas holiday party, however you want to call it. 
but it's coming up in December. We switched it, yeah, we, we switched it up a bit this year. We've um, we've done the Royal York the past few years, and and it's been wonderful. That uh, that venue is certainly amazing. Uh, Christmas time with their decorations, but we thought we'd mix it up a bit, and uh, we're we're headed to the Westin this year, Westin Harbor Castle, and uh, I, I think it's going to be a great night. The uh, the organizing committee is planning a Casino Royale theme, so it, it should be um, it should be a fun night. Uh, they've got a uh, a charity casino going, and uh, and it should be a, a good chance for everyone to get dolled up and come out and uh, maybe blow off a little steam and uh, spend some time with their friends. And it's Wednesday, December the 12th, for all those that are wondering. And um, let's, you know, we, we'll talk about, uh, we've got uh, the claims conference coming up in January, right? January 29th, or January uh, 2019. Yeah, January 23rd is the, the claims conference. And we've, um, you know, it, it kind of piggybacks off the CIAA, CICMA, conference so we should have everybody in town and that's at the, the metro toronto convention center again and um you know that'll, that'll really be the the future now concept it will really be uh, ingrained in that event a lot of our speaking uh, panels and, uh, and seminars will be or i should say are not will be are themed around that future now concept so it'll be a great day and it's it's always well attended we have uh, trade show. Uh, we have the seminars that run throughout the day, some great food, a little bit of entertainment. And then we also run concurrently a job fair. So we have all the students from all the insurance programs uh, that we bus in each year. So we run a job fair and have, uh, last year we had 13 different insurers and uh, independent adjusting companies that came in to, uh, to collect resumes and to, to the uh, with the students and we also do a, a bit of a panel for them so we're we're looking for some new recruits yeah. uh so we have we have the job fair running again this year along with that and uh and that, that should be great that's excellent i mean that's a great time um I didn't get to spend a lot of time going around last year. We started with the, we did a mini podcast uh, segment last year at it, the claims conference. We actually did 13 mini podcasts that day. Um, but this year, we're going with the Future Now theme. I think I'm going to go around and I'm going to try and find everybody that has kind of that Future Now concept in their their business and our business partners and see if I can get 13 or 14 um, Future Now type podcasts for that event. Well, you know what I have to say, Terry. Last year at that conference, that was that was something that really, you know, was an embodiment of the future now concept. I mean, you had a live to air station, and every time I walked past, you were interviewing someone else, and it was uh, it was amazing. And uh, we appreciate everything that you've done for the association. And I think you're one of the ones that has has uh, driven a lot of innovation in the association with uh, the WP Radio podcast, uh, WP digital and uh, i think you said uh you're going to try and get some youtube stuff going this year yeah we are we're, that- we're our youtube channels uh up we're just getting some content we're gonna have our first video up there and that'll be from the kickoff it'll be some live video and uh footage and photos and from the kickoff we do have a video already from the golf tournament we haven't put it up yet uh, but that'll be up shortly and uh i guess in my next podcast i'll, I'll promote that youtube channel uh but it'll be Part of the WP Digital 
platform and it's pretty exciting so we're going to be doing that live this year at the claims conference and hopefully have some extra seats around for people to sit down and get a you know sit and relax and listen to their their presenter or the person that i'm interviewing it should be uh it should be good you know this is one of the uh, the most amazing things about the the oiaa or probably any volunteer association but people like you that step up, volunteer their time. You're not getting paid to do this, yet you've brought so much energy, enthusiasm, and and innovation uh, to, to a volunteer association. I mean, it's not a small association, uh, but, but you've certainly changed, uh, changed the game. Well, thank we you. We appreciate everything <laughs> you've done. So. All right, back to you. It's not about me. So back to you, Mike. Um, let's talk about your family. You got two uh, lovely daughters that I've seen in some photos here. You look like you're quite the skiing family. So, do you travel? You, you what do you got planned? Yeah, you know what? I grew up skiing. My dad uh, tied my the front of my skis together when I was a little kid, and uh, and used to take me out, and and that's that's kind of what we did with our kids. And um, so they they love to go downhill, and fortunately, the older they get, the faster they go down. So it's it's getting harder to keep up with them, and um, but it's something that we love, and it's it's uh, some quality family time on the hill. So uh, we uh, yeah we like to try and get out. We we went out to Maine in uh, what was that March of last year, and then we'll we'll head down there. That's kind of an annual. Uh, we also go to upstate New York. I mean, I wish we lived in the in the British Columbian mountains somewhere. Um, unfortunately, we're stuck in uh, in flat Ontario, and and so we're, we're relegated to the likes of Blue Mountain or, or heading down to upstate New York. A few trips to to Quebec and into Vermont and Maine, but uh, we try and get out and just enjoy some fresh air. And uh, I saw a sticker once when I was skiing last year, and and it was on someone's mug, and it said, uh, "My life is going downhill fast," and uh, that's, that's kind of what. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what we like to do. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're good kids, and uh, and we like to try and make sure that, that we're having lots of fun. And uh, it's just going so fast that we want to make sure we spend some time together too. So, Absolutely. skiing is a good way to do that. Yeah. So, so I see another photo. It's uh, you in a 1970 MGB Morgan Garage. Oh yes, yeah. That uh, that is my oil leaking British. Roadster, and um, do you still have it? Uh, yeah, my my first car ever. When I was 15 years old, uh, I saved up some money and I bought a 1972 Triumph Spitfire, a little convertible, and uh, it, it was a real piece of junk. So that was uh, a project that I worked on with my father over the winter. And when I was 16, that was my my first car. Was this uh, little British sports car, fully restored. So ever since then, I've always had some kind of project on the side and uh yeah i've got a, an old old mgb that i have in my garage and it's usually breaking down somehow so it gives me something to uh to work on and uh, maybe an excuse to hide out in the garage because otherwise i'm the only uh i'm the only male in the house so sometimes i need a place to hide so do you take it to car shows i'm, I'm seeing it here in a picture it looks like it's a car show but i'm not sure if it's other mgs or it's yeah, so there's a there's something called the British Car Day, and it's it's in Burlington, uh, and they'll have over a thousand British cars there, everything from you know Jags to Morgans to MGs and Triumphs, and 
uh, you know, all kinds of British cars and uh, Land Rovers. And, yeah, so it's not it's not a show car. Uh, I'm not in it to compete. I'm just, you know, once in a while, I'll go there and look for some parts and talk shop with some of the folks and uh, and just be around some other like-minded individuals, I guess, crazy people that love to, uh, you know, have uh, neat, old, unreliable cars. Sink their money into things. <laughs> My throttle cable broke on the way to that uh, the car show this year. So the picture you're probably referring to is uh, last would be last August or last September and I went last weekend and my throttle cable broke as I was heading up Appleby line across uh, you know the Niagara Scarpman and, and my my gas pedal went right to the floor <laughs> no gas so I uh, I stopped on the side of the road and uh, I was trying to fix this thing I had my hood up and a uh, gentleman stopped in his brand new uh, Nissan 370Z um, and he said can I give you a hand? And I said, no, no, I'm, I'm having fun here. If I wanted something that didn't break down, I would have bought one of those. And I pointed at his car. So, um, it's, it's that kind of thing. Every, every time you drive it, it's an adventure. So that's awesome. And I noticed you've got another hobby. You like fishing. I do. That's probably a, a guilty pleasure. I love to, uh, I love to be on or near the water, but, um, yeah, fishing is something that I, fly fishing in particular, is something I love. Uh, I've gotten into over the last, I'd say, 10 years or so. I started leaving my other rods behind and, and just exclusively fly fishing. So it's a challenge, but the best part about that is you, you know, you're standing in the middle of a river and it doesn't get much more peaceful and, and beautiful than that. So and, a nice way to unwind. And you do it with your dad. You know what? I, I learned to fish with my dad, but he uh, he doesn't fly fish. I don't oh, think okay. he has the patience for that, and I didn't think I would at the start. But um, yeah, a few of my friends are are into it, and uh, that's that's who I spend most of the time in the river with. And you've been a few places, I see, Kentucky, New Orleans. Yeah, we try and get out to do a few things, uh, get to some places. Uh, New Orleans is a great place to fly fish, and obviously a great city to spend some time in, but, uh, yeah, we've done some red fishing down in the Mississippi Delta. Wow. And, uh, yeah. We just try to get out, uh, to a few different places. And the last time they went to Patagonia and I wasn't able to make that trip, but that, um, going to Chile to fly fish was one of the things I missed the, I missed the plane on. Wow. Well, I'm Something not going to look forward to in the future. Ah, absolutely. Um, just before I let you go, because I know you're busy and you've got to get packing, I'm sure, for your trip if you're not already packed. But if you're like me, you're packing tonight if you're leaving tomorrow. I am like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, like, this, um, this this week has been uh, has been a busy one with our OAA event and uh, just getting caught up at work and, and uh, having that work-life balance. So, yeah, I'll be packing probably around midnight tonight and I'll jump on a plane at 7 a.m. and we'll head out to uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. Just one last thing. Who's your charity this year? Let's talk about your charity. Because the OIDAA yeah, does great work with charities every year, and I know the president picks the charity. So uh, tell us about your charity. Yeah, this year we've uh, we've switched it up, and it's it's always tough to to switch charities because they're all uh, you know they're all doing such great things in the communities. 
that they serve. Uh, but it is it is the president's choice, and uh, and I did uh, choose to uh, go back to Starlight Children's Foundation. So uh, we hope to attend the the gala and uh, and make a wish this year and um, and put our um, our benevolent funds towards uh, towards that this year. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, there'll be, uh, you know, the uh, golf tournament later. I know we didn't talk about uh, every event this year, but uh, the golf tournament in June, uh, all the proceeds there will be uh, will be headed there, as well as um, some of our vendors have some some charitable uh, events and putting competitions and uh, collections and 50-50. So all those proceeds will, will also um, channel into the Starlight uh, Benevolent Fund this year. So... I think it'll be a good uh, and, and certainly a worthy cause. Yeah, there was a reason, actually. I just wanted to let you know that I didn't uh, talk about any of the events really beyond the claims conference this year is because I'm going to try and catch up with you personally at the claims conference and steal 15 minutes of your time to talk about the Future Now concept at the claims conference and uh, and then talk about our 2019 events that go on. So, I, th- you know, it was done with a little bit of... Uh, deliberately, um, for lack of a better words, but I'm going to try and steal some more time from you again in, in early 2019, and we'll talk about how things have kind of gone for uh, the first half of your presidency, and then we'll talk about the second half. How does that sound? Terry, I love spending time with you. There's never a shortage of conversation, and um, I look forward to that. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mike, for your time today. And uh, for all those people listening to WP Radio uh, here in September, uh, stay tuned. Our next episode, we're going to be talking about uh, cannabis and uh, all the changes in the legislation and October 17th. And uh, it's going to be a good one. All right. uh, Thank you very much again uh, to Mike McLeod for being on my podcast today. Um, Guys, don't forget, we do have an upcoming event. It's the past president's night on october the 10th so if you haven't got tickets please go to oiaa.com get your tickets and we hope to see you at the event and we'll see you next month thanks